Thank you for listening to Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti, recorded live at the Sat Yoga Ashram in Costa Rica. To join us for a life-changing meditation retreat, or to make a donation to support this transformational work, please visit our website, www.satyoga.org. To access more teachings or guided meditations from Shunyamurti, please visit the members section of our website or our YouTube channel, Sat Yoga Institute. Namaste. We're living in extreme times when the big other is practicing a very radical form of anti-disestablishmentarianism. <laughs> I never thought I'd be able to use that word actually in a discourse. But what it means is that the deep state and its puppet media and talking heads uh, of the official party line <clears throat> have, have established a church. And it's the church of pseudoscience. And anyone who is against that establishment, they are against. And they will censor and eliminate sometimes with extreme prejudice. <clears throat> so you are not allowed to have uh, perspectives different from those which are accepted by the church as its dogma, whether that concerns um, the value of masks, of lockdowns, of uh, the safe and effective injections, uh, or, or going even deeper into uh, germ theory, virology, and, and the whole question of uh, medical science in its allopathic form. <clears throat> None of that can be questioned without suffering consequences of excommunication. <clears throat> Literally, <clears throat> you won't be able to communicate via the media <clears throat> or worse. But the party line is uh, now expanded beyond uh, simply the church of pseudoscience, and now it's the church of uh, Russophobia. And so, you know, you have to be against everything and everyone Russian, whether it's Russian novels or Russian films or Russian music, uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, they, they are now the uh, the villains who have been uh, uh, demonized and uh, you're not allowed to have any other opinion. So <clears throat> in a way, this is how a system uh, extends its functioning in the face of massive contradictions. It represses the contradictions. It attempts to make them uh, unseeable, unknowable by uh, being uh, ridiculed or completely eliminated, marginalized by the, uh, the, the power of the hive mind to deter you from even being curious about other positions because that would clearly put you in the camp of an enemy of the state. And so there is a, uh, a very uh, uh, 
a hard line that is faced by everyone who begins to approach uh, perspectives that are outside of the mainstream and a kind of fear, a paranoid fear, not an entirely irrational one that comes up for many people because you're stepping outside the bounds of what is permitted to know. Well, the same thing that happens now in the external world happens also in the internal world, right? As uh, above, so below, as without, so within. <clears throat> and so the ego today in its current uh, most, uh, uh, let's say, uh, savagely self-fragmented uh, form uh, cannot stand its own contradictions. And so it must repress them. And it must assert to itself uh, a sense of certainty, even when it's completely not certain and could not be certain about its course of action. But, but that, uh, that feeling of not knowing is so unbearable, so horrifying, so dreadful, that one has to uh, pretend one knows. And so that state of being the sujet supposé savoir, right, the one who is assumed to know is the position that the ego takes, which is what we call master's discourse, or what Lacan called master's discourse. Uh, this, this state uh, is one in which you can question everything except your own perspective. Right? You can question everything except the belief system, which is the basis of uh, your point of view. But you are not allowed to question your own point of view, because if you do, then the ego begins to, to shatter. It can't handle that kind of interrogation that makes it realize that uh, its beliefs are imagined, that they have no basis in the real. And it's because every ego in its current form is based in the imaginary and it's riddled with contradictions. It cannot face those contradictions without the fear of shattering, the fear of coming apart in a way that it could never put itself together because there isn't a, a fragment that's free of contradictions that can integrate all of those. And so the, the ego becomes more and more hardened and defended against the truth and against the real. And its pseudo-reality tunnel becomes reinforced against any light coming in that would threaten uh, its illusory certainty. We can see this in the, uh, the way that the, the dharmas have unfolded in time. So we have the Adi Sanatana Dharma, that was the, which means ancient original Dharma, right, of the gods and goddesses of Sat Yuga. And in that time, there were no egos. And so the Dharma there was without contradiction because there were literally no egos interrupting the dream that was the mind of God in its purity. And in uh, Treta Yuga, you had a minor 
glitch of a, of a differential between uh, the real and the soul, but very minor, because the soul is still, as the moon is to the sun, capable of capturing the reflection of the light. Even though it's no longer the light itself, it's able to reflect it in a way that uh, provides a, a unified field of consciousness that can grasp and uh, work through the unfoldment of the phenomenal plane with, uh, with a, a whole mind that's not yet split. And then in the later yuga, you get the uh, arrival of the ego, dwapor, that means two powers. Now the soul and the ego are, are on separate uh, platforms. And in Kali Yuga, the ego is, gains total dominance and the soul is repressed, as is the real beyond the soul. And the ego then, as Kali Yuga develops, splits itself more, it fractures more and more, becoming more complex. And in its complexity, more capable of understanding complexity, which uh, allows the development of technology because technology requires that ability to analyze the complexity. But what it loses is the real meaning of science, real meaning of knowledge, because it can no longer uh, integrate its own consciousness in with the uh, focus upon the objectivity of phenomena. It, the subject uh, is, is repressed and the focus is on substance, but substance only as uh, in the form of matter, not the real substance, what is under matter, which is consciousness itself. And so we get a pseudoscience that cannot understand either consciousness or matter ultimately because it doesn't understand the, the true nature of matter, but it can understand uh, the particular interactions that happen within the field of consciousness that is a tiny sliver of the whole that is, is made up of the Higgs field, so-called, and the quantum unified field, which produces the illusion of a cosmos. However, as the ego uh, fragments more and more, so does that cosmos. S things make less and less sense as, uh, as the ego fractures more and more. And its own internal contradictions become more and more visible. We actually see that in the uh, history of philosophy itself in the West. If we start with the, one of the early modern philosophers, Immanuel Kant, his whole uh, magnum opus, The Critique of Pure Reason, was uh, about how do we deal with what he called the antinomies of reason, which he discovered that when you try to think about anything and think it all the way through, how was the world created, how, what is consciousness, what's the relationship of mind to matter, and all of that, that you end up with a mass of contradictions, antinomies, uh, paradoxes, but things do not make sense. And, and so the antinomies of reason become uh, a, a real uh, irritant in, in Western thought. 
And it's ultimately what destroys the whole philosophical tradition, which reaches a dead end in the 20th century. But first it has to go through Hegel, and Hegel comes to the conclusion that given the state of, of consciousness, there is no way to resolve contradictions. The contradictions will continue to come because that is the nature of the world. Reality as a world is inherently contradictory. You can't get beyond it. Kant was hoping that, that there was a way. Hegel said, no, there is actually no way. We have to accept that there are contradictions that are irresolvable in the world. But uh, he did say the, there is one option, one possibility, which is the realization of what he called absolute spirit. And an absolute spirit, when that manifests, when your consciousness gains the intelligence of the absolute, all contradictions will be resolved, and that will be the end of history. Okay, and that was his, his uh, prediction, his prophecy. Uh, <clears throat> but then you get to Kurt Gödel, who discovers the same fact, the same truth, is present in mathematics. Any mathematical system, any system of thought, will reach a point of failure, of either inconsistency or incompleteness or both, where you, a point where you will not be able to answer a question. You will not be able to, uh, to find any uh, response except one that will be contradictory, that will make the whole system not make sense. And that's true of arithmetic, or it's true of, uh, of trigonometry, or it's true, true of mathematics as a whole, and it's true of logic, the logos itself. And uh, this is extremely, uh, an extremely important uh, development in the history of thought. However, uh, there is uh, one possibility which is, again, the realization of the intelligence that is always beyond any system that it produces. It cannot be systematized because as soon as it is reduced to a definite system, that defining of the infinite will create uh, an inadequacy. You cannot have completeness in any system, and that includes the system of language. So our own thoughts are subject to the same uh, principle of contradiction. So we talked about the four uh, dharmas. Thank you for listening to the Spiritual Teachings with Shunyamurti podcast. For more information on programs and retreats, click on the calendar section of our website, www.satyoga.org. Our work is made possible by the generous support of our listeners, viewers, and members. To make a donation, please visit the donate page of our website. We thank you for your support in our mission to share this timeless wisdom with the world. Namaste.